0: Welcome to Corona Economy with Josh and Ethan. Ethan, how are you doing today?
1: Doing pretty well, man. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing just fine. We're both off the clock, so it's 6.38 somewhere, am I right? <laughs> yes, sir. Time zone. <laughs> uh, well, hey, today on our podcast, we have Corbin Schwinger. Uh, Corbin's the co-owner of Texas Disinfection. Uh, he has a crazy story. Uh, he's just 22. He's the same age as us and he co-owns this sanitation company. Um, and it's not like one of those like shirt companies that makes like $20 a year. Like it's like a big company and he is co-owning and co-taking charge of that. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool stuff.
1: I'm really excited uh, um, for y'all to hear this. He's got a really unique perspective. Um, He has a lot of wisdom and he just talked to us a lot about how he's adapting in this climate. It's really interesting.
0: Yeah. So basically, uh, just to summarize it, uh, he had a unique opportunity and he just simply asked, what can I do more? And he saw his experiences as a platform, uh, not a pigeonhole. Uh, His experiences didn't, didn't define him. They allowed him to adjust. Um, So without further ado, here's the podcast. Corbin Schwinger, thank you so much for joining us today on Corona economy. It's been an absolute pleasure. We haven't talked for quite a bit, but we've been what friends for four years now. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, since we started school way back in the day in 2016. 2016 at the University of Texas. There's nothing quite like it. Nothing quite like it at all. Um, we really appreciate you joining. We absolutely uh, love what you're doing. Uh, we heard about it through friends and, and just through the, the great fun and to explain to the people of the world what you're doing um, right now with, with your company.
2: Yeah. So, um,
0: I mean, right now, I guess, uh, you
2: could say that I, um, I co-own a company called Texas Disinfection. Um, it's a disinfecting company that we've, uh, been doing for, Six, seven months. I mean, whatever since, you know, end of March, beginning of April has been. Um, But essentially, we've been servicing the Houston area throughout the summer and starting to trickle into Austin now as we start approaching the fall. Um, And so to give a little bit of, you know, what we do on our company, our company provides a service rather than a product. So we don't, you know, sell a disinfectant or sell any kind of sanitation or disinfecting products. Rather, we're actually a service. So we actually go on site and we perform a service to an area that needs to be disinfected. Um, And so the service consists of us wiping all hard surfaces with our 80% alcohol hand sanitizer, and that removes any lingering dust that could be sitting on surfaces. Then after that we go in and we use our uh, electrostatic sprayers um, to spray our disinfectant Mm. on those surfaces, which, which ensures that all those surfaces or objects that we spray are fully covered with an antimicrobial disinfectant coating. Um, and so lastly, what we do is we get a fogger that we spray on the floor, the rugs, the walls, ceilings, um, as well as having the disinfecting, the disinfectant getting sucked into the HVAC system, which then purifies mm-hmm. the air. Um, and then our products are FDA, EPA approved, non-corrosive, non-toxic to humans, animals, or food. Um, and our service is also CDC recommended. Um, and a special you know aspect of our disinfectant is that it's not a disinfectant that you spray on the surface and Oh, it's disinfected until, you know, someone else who's sick comes in. No, our disinfectant has been tested and can live on surfaces that we spray and disinfect for up to 90 days. Um, And when it comes to our clients, we look to make contracts with them so that we can come in every 90 days or so and provide our service again, coating the area with our disinfectant.
1: Wow. That's that's a little
2: bit of a background. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. How did you learn about this stuff and how did you kind of get involved with this? Because, I mean, your background isn't necessarily sanitation, is it?
2: (laughs) No, it's definitely not. Um, So I'm actually not the mastermind of the company. Um, I worked for a guy in high school named Chris Alvarado. um, And he kind of got me in the whole, um, you know, roof salesman business. But he owns this construction Mm -hmm. company called AccuCut Construction. Um, And as I said, I worked for him in high school. And so I had that contact there. Um, But he's also had over 15 years of disinfecting experience because he's in, um, you know, the restoration business. And in Houston, there's a lot of flooding and a lot of black water that gets into homes. And disinfection is very, very needed in those areas. Um, And so once this pandemic started to take shape, he reached out to me and he knows I'm a little techie um, because I like to fly drones and whatnot. But he reached out to me and uh, he asked if I could build him a website regarding a new company that he wanted to make. And. I was like, okay, cool, yeah, send me all the information. What's the name of it? And he goes, oh, Texas Disinfection. I was like, oh, cool, that, this is awesome. Uh, and so once the website was up and running, I asked him you know, what more I could do to help with him regarding the company, because I thought it was a great idea, especially given our current global state. Um, and then one thing led to another, and here I am co-owning the company with him and one other person as well.
1: Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's cool.
0: I mean, that's just incredible. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, just a just a crazy turn of events. And so, I, I guess to build off of that, like, what? So, how did you get from just building a website to co owning a company? And do what does your role look like now within Texas Disinfection?
2: So, um, I mean, my role technically, I mean it's owner, which is kind of awesome. Um, especially with the, for a guy at my age, it's kind of a, it's a cool thing to have, but it's also kind of intimidating as well. Um, and so really how it kind of all transpired is once I made the website, um, cause he, he offered, you know, pay me to make the website. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I could scrap some money and then put it together for another company I actually own, which is a, a drone photography and videography services company. And so that, that was kind of what I was planning to do this summer. Before you know, COVID hit. Was do that company, and so he knew I was kind of techie. Had me build a website for him, and then put it together. Uh, and I thought he was just gonna, you know, pay me a couple hundred bucks for doing it, and said, "Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Hope you're doing well." Um, but I kind of called him and I said, "This is really a a great idea of what you what you're doing here, and um, and I know you have the experience for it, and you have the resources and the product for it as well." Um, and so I literally just got on the phone with him and said, Hey, like, this is really cool. I really enjoyed putting this website together. What else, what else can I do for you? And, um, and you know, I was, I was hoping that, you know, I could work for him and, um, essentially kind of work under him and help him perform any jobs, do anything company related. But he ended up saying, well, I mean, if, if you want to write up a contract, um, I'd love to, you know, partner with you on this. And I I was just kind of blown away. Like, wow, he, he's, I mean, I don't know his exact age, but he's definitely in, you know, lower forties and maybe upper thirties. I'm kind of hating on him, I guess. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but it's it just, it was kind of intimidating at first because wow, this older super experienced guy is calling on me saying, yeah, come be my partner. And Mm -hmm. when I talked to him more about it, he goes, well, you're young. And I know young people are so tenacious and they're just so on top of, you know, getting their lives together at a young age now and trying to, you know, jump on anything that comes their way. And that's truly what I was kind of doing. I just kind of wanted to help out because I thought it was such a great idea. And um, just that one, you know, question that I had for him saying, what more can I do led to me having an equal share in the company as him, which is uh, pretty bizarre, but really cool. (laughs)
1: So you really wow. saw the opportunity to take hold of something. And I mean, did you see a lot of opportunity in this area to begin with when you were just making the website?
2: I mean, absolutely. Um, I mean, it, it was, it wasn't so much of when I made the website, Oh wow. Like I should make my own one of these. It was more of a, wow, this is a great idea. And again, I know the guy super well gotcha. and yeah. know what, know his background and he knows my background. Um, and, And I mean, he's, he was, he's almost kind of been a mentor for me. He just, Mm -hmm. any kind of advice he gives to me, um, he kind of, even when I was a high schooler, kind of put me in the professional world and um, gave me that experience. And there was really no other guy I'd kind of want to work with um, Mm -hmm. for, especially for a company like this.
1: So what was, what's been hard about starting a company right now? I mean, like you said, you've kind of co-owning this thing, you made the website, but I mean, you've had to, what have you had to try to figure out on your own?
2: Well, I mean, with everything going on, I mean, that just, <laughs> with a global pandemic happening, everything in the world is slower. And, uh, you know, any kind of process is slower when things are shut down, really. And, I mean, and that even in, in, entails, you know, making a company, um, you know, making a request to get rights for your name and your website and everything, it sometimes is slower. Um, so, that was definitely kind of annoying, especially since I was, you know, ready to go and all, all in at the time. and um, but I mean, really looking down the road after we had formed the company, it's really hard starting a company during a pandemic <laughs> because <laughs> people have no idea what the heck is going on. And with the whole thing with COVID, I mean, I, I, I truly don't feel like we have a total grasp on what the heck the virus is and what is the most efficient way to keep it from spreading. Um, and Absolutely. I don't think anyone really will, um, And that, which is kind of scary. Um, and so really people kind of thought about that and would say, Oh, you know, it spreads like this. And another person would say, Oh, it spreads like that. Um, and so people have different views on it, which means, you know, someone's, someone's in, someone's in the wrong pod probably, but maybe they're both in the wrong. Maybe they're both in the right. Who knows? Um, and so people were kind of second guessing, trying to get a service done, a disinfecting service in particular. Um, and so it's definitely hard, with any company convincing someone to buy something from you, to buy a service mm-hmm. and um, and it's especially hard when there are big companies who have already established themselves as disinfecting companies, sanitation, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because whenever, whenever someone, a client who has no idea who my company is and has no idea what another company is, they're probably going to look at the track record on both of them and see, mm-hmm. oh, this one's a bigger one over here. Might, might as well settle over there. So I essentially um, had to spend a lot more time talking to my clients, explaining who I am, getting to know them. And I think mm-hmm. that's really a, a good business tool for anyone is to mm-hmm. really get to know your clients and you know, don't try to just scrap that money from them after doing a service. Really get to know them because they are people mm-hmm. too and, um, mm-hmm. and they're going through this tough time just like you are. And um, that's kind of Perfect. what I've been learning. But it's definitely hard um, trying to compete with bigger companies Um, but then also it's hard because some people just don't want a service or don't feel like they need the service. And so that's why we've kind of been pushing, um, pushing our service towards more of a precautionary thing. And I think what our product does, the whole 90 days on the surface thing is incredible for precautionary services because you could do it in a office and because people are coming in and out of offices now. Um, and you definitely want those places disinfected and Mm -hmm. free of any, you know, bacteria and virus
0: absolutely that sure. that's yeah. i mean a couple of things stuck out i think two things in particular and i want you to kind of maybe uh dive into those a little bit more if you could the first one was oh my gosh what did you say the first one was you asked chris chris is his name right correct yeah, you asked chris what can i do more and do you think that mentality or where did you learn that mentality how what are some tips on how to get that um just dive more into that if you if you don't mind yeah absolutely um i mean just
2: especially us young guys i mean there's no lie i mean i'm still in college i got one more semester but really Mm -hmm. i want to i want to make sure i have a good foundation for when i graduate and i want to make sure i have any kind of opportunity i can have and any door you know all the doors that i can have opened I mean, freshman year, I was a theater major. And so I was on That's that track. Right. And then I, yeah, oh yeah. And then I went, you know, <laughs> I the forgot. whole medical route, the whole mm-hmm. medical route. And then, oh, you know, bis- oh, I experimented with everything. And so then I got a major called Human Dimensions of Organizations. No one on earth knows what that means, but it's <laughs> essentially, you know, business with psych, with calm, kind of all mashed together, which is really awesome and has a lot of good tools that I've learned. Um, but really, I mean, kind of going back to your, to your question, um, just kind of that mentality I had was I have no clue where I really want to be when I graduate. And that's kind of why I was creating this whole drone company. It's because, oh, I just want to test out and see, you know, what can I do with that? It's a passion I have. Um, let's let's see where it goes. But then, I mean, that kind of led to me working with Chris because he knew I was techie with drones and I could build them a website. Um, but really, I mean, uh, tips on how to how to find it in yourself, just kind of realize for us young guys that we need to grab on anything we can, and we got to build all the connections and network as much as possible. Um, And that's really kind of what I was thinking. I had an internship last summer at a bank and networking was probably the word that was used the most. And so I've kind of really took that to heart and try to network with absolutely anybody since and keep the connection, remember everyone's names um, and really grasp any opportunity and don't say no to, don't say no to anything Mm -hmm. just because, it's not an initial interest that you have. Um, I mean, when Chris first contacted me, I was not thinking at all, oh, wow, this could be something that I do with him. I just thought I was going to build a website, send it to him. All right, here you go. And he was you know, going to pay me a couple hundred bucks. I just thought it was going to mm-hmm. be an easy little job. But, um, but no, I mean, once it, and it, it, again, it takes some research too, actually. Um, really take the time and don't just look at the cover of something. Don't look at the, at the at the front door, open the door, look what's inside until you want to, you know, close it and step back from it. Um, and cause I was fully invested in my drone thing. And then all of a sudden he sends me all this information about this, this disinfecting. And I said, this is an incredible idea. I really want yeah. to go along with it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So. I bring that up and I, <clears> I revisit that because I think a lot of people and especially myself, um, when I was younger, even in college, I was just always kind of looking for job opportunities, looking for internships, whatever, what have you. And I can only imagine in this environment, it's magnified. And I think I left it at what can I do to get that job. Um, but you took it a step further and you said, what can I do more? Where can I add value where there isn't even value there? Mm. And so that was really cool to hear. And I think that's just a great word of advice, uh, to myself in 2020 still. Um, and then the second part of that question is, and you already briefly touched on it at the very end was you were doing this drone company, you were fully invested and then COVID hit and a huge opportunity right here. Take me through a little bit of how you made that transition, what that curve was like, because I can imagine a lot of people out there are going into one field, wanting to do one thing, and then COVID hit that. I mean, it didn't really hit the drone industry. Maybe it did, I don't know. But- yeah, Did it? <laughs> did Yeah, did okay. it? That's a great uh-huh. question.
2: I mean, a little bit, when it comes to, you know, inspecting like a power plant or something. Not really. Cause you know, you'd just have one guy go out there, but really what I was kind of, um, you know, invested in really was the more real estate and going into people's homes and not just using a drone to fly around and, um, and film the home, but also going inside the home, doing a virtual tour with a special camera and gimbal I have. And it was a full package kind of video thing, but yeah, it definitely the demand went down. Because a lot of the real estate agents, they didn't want people going in their homes, which mm. is understandable. Um, but what I haven't really thought about is that'd be interesting. Oh, we also—I'm also involved in a disinfecting company. How about I disinfect your home, and then I'll and then I'll take a video for you. Um, but I mean, really, the transition from doing the drone stuff to the disinfecting stuff was—it um, was kind of a quick 180. It really wasn't a—it um, really wasn't a, a small semicircle. It was a quick turn. I mean. Um, didn't want to leave the drone thing in the dust. Cause it's definitely more of a hobby thing that I, ha- that I do. And really if it makes more money a year than what I have to pay to keep the company a thing, I'll be happy because it's just kind of something I really enjoy doing. Um, but, um, but it definitely kind of uh, hit the drone industry for our company at least because we're really involved in
0: real estate and no one really wants people going into their homes very much anymore. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That makes, I mean, obviously it makes perfect sense. I mean, it's just so crazy how things can just be so, the world is just so connected. And so, I mean, a global pandemic just creates all sorts of um, uncertainty that I don't even know horror movies. I don't even think they thought that through, like that depth um, (laughs) into it. I don't think they really thought about unemployment. Maybe they did, I don't know. I don't watch scary movies, but so just (laughs) last question, Corbin. Imagine someone's listening who is jobless because COVID hit um, and they're just trying to figure out what to do, what their next steps are. Um, What would you say to them? And do you have any resources to help them out um, by any means? I mean, I guess a good piece of advice is to, you know, and it sounds so
2: cheesy, but to always look forward and make opportunities out of any situation. I mean, a term I always, I always use, a little phrase I always use is life rips. And life will always come at you in the craziest ways. Um, I mean, people have plans. I was hoping to, you know, have a relaxing fifth year here and go to football games and just enjoy my time. But, you know, <laughs> it kind of took a, a quick turn, really. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's, quote, unquote, you know, last football game, last this, last that, they were cut short. Um, and everyone who just graduated last semester they didn't really get the full experience that they were really hoping for Um, but really I mean looking past all the negativity you got to make opportunities out of any situation and especially for us young people um, we're we're free and we are able to go do anything we want and you know we're not already fully invested we haven't fully invested our entire lives into something to where if it gets cut off we're lost we're young and we're able to kind of you know, mold into things, and I mean, I guess one person in particular that kind of comes to mind is, and y'all know him, is Scott Kennedy. Um, and mm-hmm. Scott, he's, I mean, he still has a job lined up to start in late November, but he had nothing going on until until then, and really had a completely open summer. And he gave me a call when I kind of, you know, started posting on Facebook about our company and whatnot. And he goes, "Hey, man, like this is an awesome idea. Can I help out at all?" I said heck yeah dude cool and now here scott is he's our senior account manager and head of sales Um, and he's been working with us all summer he's been killing it he's presented us with this incredible model for our business and as an incredible onboarding program and i mean it is top notch and that's just a great example and and i mean y'all know scott and he is an incredible guy and he's on top of everything He's one of the hardest workers ever but um, Mm -hmm. just that mentality of you know you know, it's a, it's an opportunity out there. Let me go and do it. I have nothing Mm -hmm. to do until November. And, and Scott could have easily just sat at home and just said, Oh, I work in November. I can just Mm -hmm. hang out until then. No. I mean, the way he operates is I got to fill my time and I'm young and I got to again, expand my Mm -hmm. network. And, um, and so I just think that's one person in particular who's kind of really kind of killed it and really has done a great job in this, um, in this whole crazy time. Um, but really, um, kind of overall with our service, I mean, disinfecting services after this whole pandemic are going to be more prevalent in our world, I believe, because I don't think the world's really going to, you know, be the same. Um, I mean, people have normal maid services come in their homes all the time. And mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if disinfecting services are on that list as well. Um, yeah. But really, That's I mean, a, anyone, yeah. who's, anyone who's kind of, you know, jobless right now is just, Really keep an open mind. And I mean, it really doesn't matter what you, what your major is, what you graduated in, um, just ex- look at everything and mm-hmm. don't rule anything out is what I've kind of come to, to believe and learn.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what I hear, I'm just gonna summarize this point really quick, but like what I hear you say, which is really cool is use your major as a starting point, but not a pigeonhole, and using that to add value across different industries which i mean it's just great advice and um, absolutely i mean things are going to be thrown our way 24 7 for the next i mean until we die mm-hmm. and so i think grasping that concept now is like incredibly val- valuable mm-hmm. uh, yeah so ethan you have anything else to add
1: yeah corbin i guess i'm just wondering what's next for texas disinfection where uh, you said you mentioned you guys are in Houston, do you have any other areas that you're expanding to? What What do you guys have on the books?
2: Yeah, so um, we're trickling into Austin now, and uh, I hope that when I graduate, I can actually kind of maybe stay here a couple years. Um, I always say, oh, I'm moving back to Houston. I'm moving back, going home. Um, but I really would not be opposed to um, moving here to Austin for a couple of years because, um, and I didn't talk about another guy, but it's, it's currently me, Chris, And another guy named Tyler, who I went to high school with, and he's actually my partner with the drone business, but he also co-owns Texas Disinfection as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's still in Baton Rouge because he's at LSU. Um, And so he's probably going to be going back to Houston and we have Chris and Tyler in Houston. Um, And if I'm in Austin, we could really kind of, you know, go from Austin to Houston, no problem. I can take care of this place while they take, taking care of h-town but really i guess what's next for te- texas disinfection this is going to be like an infomercial but we just put out these uh covid car kits um oh cool and they're yeah they're filled with these little bottles and i actually have one open here one of them's with our 80 percent alcohol sanitizer one of them's with our disin, one of our disinfectants um and then it also comes with a little rag and then two masks as well um because you know you can never you can never run out of masks and um, it's always good to have as many as you want as you can. Absolutely. Um, but but um, it, it's a great little kit to have in your car. Um, I have one, you know, everywhere. I, everywhere I go, I have three in my room, two in my car. Um, I gave one to my brother, and he is actually going to school back in Houston. He's in high school, and I would slap one in his backpack so that everyone can see it, and he uh, yeah, can spray it awesome. and disinfect any surface that he's going to be touching. Um, it's really just kind of a, a nice small thing to hold on to. Um, and you know, have on you at all times. And it's again, it's compact and mm-hmm. has everything you need to keep yourself as healthy as possible in this time. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. For so, sure. your
1: website is texasdrt.com. And can yeah, people it, find it, the disinfectant kits there?
0: Yeah, so
2: let me, I mean, on the site, it'll be kind of in our shop region and okay. the kit will be posted there. I'm not 100% sure if it's posted now, but it will be posted in the next couple of days. Um, and you can actually mm-hmm. order those and they go for 20 bucks each, which is a great value. I mean, with what you get, you get a lot of our disinfectant, our, our sanitizer, or a, a nice rag and then, um, mm-hmm. the masks as well. But then also we sell, you know, half gallon refills to refill everything. Now oh, the awesome. sprayers that they'll, they'll last a long time, Yeah. but the half gallon refills will be nice because you can get a lot of the disinfectant or a lot of the sanitizer, uh, instead of having to completely order a new kit. So you don't have like. 30 kits just sitting in your, in your room. Uh, You can just get one gallon and keep refilling Mm -hmm. things. But yeah, that'll all be posted on our website, but our website is www.txdrt.com.
0: Wow. Cool. I mean, Corbin, thank you so much for, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. I mean, it is just an incredible story Uh, amidst a pandemic. uh, You found a, you found a career and you did it through just adding value with an open mind. Knowing you, you're an incredible guy, but you're you're not you're nothing like you're not a prodigy. You're not Beethoven. No offense if, if you <laughs> no. think you're like Beethoven. I'm sorry. Come on. But but it, it's, <laughs> it's just so applicable to anybody, and um, just an incredible story um, with just grit and determination written all over it. So Corbin, I really appreciate you. I wish you the best of luck and look forward to keeping in touch. Well, thank
2: you all so much for bringing me on. It's been great, kind of reconnecting and talking about what I've been doing. Um, yeah. I look forward to hearing to y'all's uh, other podcasts in the future. Gosh. I hope. Yeah, we're really right. excited. Well, sounds like a plan. Thanks, Corbin. Thank I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you all again.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you liked the podcast, Rate us and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. You can follow us on Instagram at CoronaEconomyPod as well. See you next week.